Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of Shots of Serenity podcast, where we have dope conversation, we value perspective, we talk about mental health, we talk about higher consciousness, we talk about ways to explore yourself, whether that be through a spiritual journey or whatever type of journey that you subscribe to. So we are here as a vessel of support and to keep conversation going through simple reminders and interviews as we are going to be doing today. So today's guest is very near and dear to my heart. All of my guests are near and dear to my heart. I really love them all and I greatly appreciate them for taking time out to have a conversation with us and to basically just explore their mind. I just love exploring people's minds. Anywho, today's conversation is with Miss Catherine Garcia. It's crazy because Catherine is my colleague. (laughs) Not just my friend, but my colleague. (laughs) It sounds so weird to say that, but I'm super blessed, super thankful to have been in community with her for the last two years and for years to come because she's just a great soul. This week, we talked about life transitions, post-grad life, moving, all the beautiful things, and just her perspective on how life has drastically changed for us within the last three months. So I really hope you guys enjoy today's conversation, and I hope you can get some gems out of it. So let's get into it. Hello, my loves, and welcome to Shots of Serenity where you can find dope conversations and a peace of mind. This podcast is not meant to be a replacement for counseling or psychotherapy. I encourage each and every one of you to seek out a licensed helping professional as you see fit. This podcast was established as a safe space to continue the conversation of mental health and all of its manifestations. Now, let's get into it. Okay, so y'all, I'm super excited to have essentially a colleague, and it's crazy to be saying that because, again, I think every day I'm wrapping my mind around the fact that I'm an adult adult. So this individual, I personally seen her as like the mama of our cohort. So I spent two beautiful years with her. Some would say beautiful, beautiful, stressful, stressful, beautiful, whatever, um, through grad school, but nonetheless, extremely beautiful, insightful years with her. And she has just been like an amazing soul, so willing to help, so willing to not even, I wouldn't say be your therapist, but damn near be your therapist, be there while you talk about anything that you need to. So she's just been a really wonderful light. And I really hope that she sees that because I'm sure if you ask any other individual in our cohort, they will say the same. So I have Miss Catherine with us and I will let her start off by answering the question. Who are you today, love? First and foremost, thank you. That introduction was absolutely insane. I might be the mama, but you are the inspiration and the grace that brought this cohort together and kept it together. So, um, now going into who I am, I love to think about this question as who do I want to be? Um, and I say it in that way because that's such a complex question when we're looking inside and self-reflecting who we are, who we want to be. It's so complex and it can also be very uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. uncomfortable because we have to be willing to look at ourselves in the mirror and look at all of our flaws as well, the success that brought us to this moment, and then embrace that 
we can't embrace, we can't expect the change that we want. if We don't embrace that in ourselves of the current day. Right. So with that said, I think that gives me the answer for the original question, which is I want to continue being this person who's embracing these, um, this discomfort. And I want to be someone who's open to complexities because I think that also provides the perspective that I would need in my personal life to continue advancing in the way I want to keep advancing. Um, so sum it up in any way, shape or form that's best. I don't have one particular word to put it in. Um, but like continuing that, that learning, I'm very much addicted to this, like active learner experience. Mm -hmm. So that's the best answer I can give for that one, but it's a very complex answer too. Yeah, no, I love it. Like episode over. This is like, <laughs> if you're, if you're listening, this is what I mean. And I mean, every time you open your mouth, I'm just like, it's just beautiful, beautifulness spilling out beautifulness, some intellect, some humor, some sass, like whatever. It's always coming <laughs> out in such a divine way. It's crazy. And I am I'm so excited to be in this, you know, human experience with you and to see all the great things that you're going to do in this world, because like we can curse on here. You are a boss. Period. Okay. I mean, I don't know how you juggled all the things that you juggled from school, from life, from being the president of our honor society, like from being an advocate for our specific cohort, like you literally did it all. And I'm sure there were bumps, challenges in the road, but you never looked like it. And I really admire you for that. And I don't think I've said that before in that way, but I really want to tell you in this space. So definitely love your answer, especially because like you said, it is a very complex answer. And that's why I like to start it off that way <laughs> in the sense where there's no right or no or no wrong answer. We're forever evolving. I think the beautiful piece that I deeply resonate with is being a forever learner, someone that is essentially a sponge. I mean, we literally just graduated grad school and there's I feel like. We haven't even reached 10% of the things that we can learn just specifically within our field. Forget all the other things in our lives. So the fact that you are just open and fully committed to continuous learning, not just in your field, but I feel like life in general, again, that really just that speaks to you. <laughs> exactly, <So>. exactly. Honestly, <laughs> you said it right. And, you know, sponge piece is great because a lot of times you hear the phrase, you know, children's are sponge, be aware of what you do around them. But, you know, I present an argument that, Hey, old dogs can still be sponges too, but that's a choice yeah. to want to be that sponge, to want to take in all that you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even that piece, even if you want to be a sponge in a conducive or non-conducive way, you know, not getting into psychology one-on-one, -on -one, but like us behaviors and, you know, we have mirror neurons type of things, things that we don't even yeah. realize that we do, like sometimes pick up the way people are saying things or non-verbally. So it doesn't mm -hmm. even have to be in the sponge of the, you know, intellect, um, knowing all the facts type of way, but really just the yeah. fact that we absorb so much from our energy consciously and unconsciously, it's crazy. And we really have that choice to either make it some conducive sponging or some waste of a time sponging. And, you know, I wouldn't even say waste of a time because I'm sure those experiences are fundamental for the person that you're becoming. But like you said, it is crazy how we're like, oh, kids are just sponges. But like, no, we're all sponges. We absorb 
whether that be energy, thoughts, ideas, nonverbal cues. So I we get on tangents. So let's get back. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely love that piece, especially like I just love the fact that, again, hopefully this is touching someone else listening. But even just being able to receive that myself as a different perspective, like no, kids aren't the only ones that are sponges. We are as well, whether we know it or not. So per usual, thanks, Kathy. Thanks. <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> so today we're talking about essentially life transitions. I was telling Kathy, it's like um, maybe like three months prior to where we are. So this is really for anyone that is considering grad school or may specifically be in the beginning of their grad school, mid-grad school, and also transitioning into the latter half, whether that be going out into the workplace, moving, all the things. So I thought this would be a great episode to talk about. I told Kathy we could talk about a lot of different things. I personally (laughs) think she's like a PTSD guru. So hopefully we'll have her back talking about some of those conversations. But specifically today, we're talking about transitioning specifically for the graduate college student to post-grad life. Right. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. (laughs) So before I get into that, like I said, I feel like I've been gassing you from the beginning, but it's, it's truly genuine. I feel like you've carried yourself so beautifully and um, during our program. And again, I'm sure there were challenges that came across, but I feel like just from an outside looking in, you were really able to create a, a divine sense of balance. And even if there were moments where there wasn't balance, it was you bounce back really quickly. <laughs> um, again, <laughs> from my perspective. So I really want to know how did you gain that balance in life? In, in, let me not say in life, because that, that's a heavy question. It's just like, okay, Jasmine, not too heavy questions. <laughs> but how did you gain that balance and that drive during the program? Because that was you from day one. Well, one, thank you. But two, I think it's, it is about embracing um, components of life. that are just, were so real for me. Um, there's going to be days when I'm not going to be okay. There's going to be days where I'm thriving. There's going to be all kinds of shades gray in the middle. Um, and I went into the program and I was like, I need to embrace all these parts of myself. Cause that's what makes me human. And if mm-hmm. I'm neglecting one side of that, I'm neglecting a part of me and I'm not willing to do that. I'm, I'm choosing to embrace myself in the full capacity that I need to. Mm -hmm. And that really helped with balance as a whole, because I found certainty in myself where before I wouldn't have found it. And that way I would have been extra harsh on myself. I did not have that element of grace, Mm -hmm. which ended up being an integral part of our program in itself, which is the sense of grace. And it only enforced what I came into the program with. And I took that and I ran with it. And if there's any way I could show that to others, then I was all about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly, that really set the precedence for so many different things, not only for an emotional capacity, but for productivity and work and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, because, you know, there were some assignments (laughs) where there were 30 plus pages of papers. And I was just like, I am tired, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And I am tired. And you know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. I ideally, um, and this is my bias because I suck at procrastinating. Some people thrive in it. I do mm-hmm. not. I'm not one of those people. So <laughs> yeah. I would work on things about a, a week ahead in advance. Mm-hmm. So there was a day where I was just 
gassed out. And I was like, you know what? It's okay to step away from this. It's okay to go on the couch, watch new girl, watch any kind of other Mm -hmm. shows that I need to watch in order to decompress (laughs) and restore my energy because we are our most important tools that we take through life. Yes. Yeah. And I love that piece for you said, you know, you take a break, you basically restore yourself back up so that you can go back. And I think a lot of times people feel like you just got to burn yourself out and exhaust yourself until you can't no more. And then that's it. But I honestly feel like I even gain understanding from this from our program. I don't know what course it was that we took, but some part of the book was basically emphasizing the fact that like, it's so much better to do something in sections and then take your mini break and then go ahead as opposed to, it was like a studying analogy instead Mm -hmm. of like studying for eight hours straight, as opposed to like 30 minutes studying for at least like a week or two weeks prior, as opposed to again, like pulling an all nighter. So I think that could be really reflective in people's life. I've noticed myself, like I'm a person that I can get very addicted to whatever and <laughs> take what you need from that. But I'm in, in the sense where like, truly, like if I'm doing something like um, my, uh, my brother the other day had something for his car and we could not figure it out. And when I say I was not stopping until I figured it out, but that's literally like me into like any capacity. And I had to learn like, okay, sometimes take a step back from it. And then you can go back. And a lot of times when I take that stuff back, I kind of not think about it for a while. And then I come back. It's like, oh, let's try this. And that ends up being the thing that I needed. And I'm not saying it's that instance for every single situation. Sometimes you got to take a step back a couple of times. But I really wanted to emphasize that piece of really like taking a step back, taking breaks. Mm -hmm. Like we have a whole episode about the importance of breaks, like really refill back up your cup. So when you get back to it, you're better than you've ever been. So, so I love everything you said, but that last piece was, was really it, for, really it for me. I did it just for you. Yes. <laughs> okay. So let's get a little into, well, I guess, do you have any advice for anyone that's the procrast, not even the procrastinator life, because I feel like I can be a procrastinator and, you know, sometimes some people can take it and it, it helps them. It puts the fire mm-hmm. under their butt. Some people may take it to an extent where it is a little not conducive but what advice would you give individuals that aren't either on either end of the spectrum completely procrastinating completely proactive but just can't find like courage I know that's yeah (laughs) no no honestly I'm, I'm going to lean into that a little bit more and answer it in a way that embraces exactly what you're hitting on is that people are different. We are operating Mm -hmm. differently. So it's about finding your balance Mm -hmm. and being true to that balance. You know, we, sometimes we like to think we could kid ourselves, but Mm -hmm. sometimes we realize that that's not a possibility. So really embracing that balance and what that looks like for yourself. I know plenty of many successful people that wait till the last day because they thrive under the pressure. Mm -hmm. And the thing is they'll bust out just deal after projects, after this Mm -hmm. or assignments, and they are successful. They hit the deadline, but that's Mm -hmm. because they know their balance. They know what works for them. So I would again, tie grace into that saying, don't get too caught up on a 
the way you quote unquote should be. It's about yes. embracing the person you need, who you are. Yes. Um, so, and everyone has that, that difference. So just embracing that. Yes. Uh, I just, I love that because it sounds so simple, but people really don't understand that we are so diverse. Like it really is not a one size fit all because some people can think like, oh, I'm a procrastinator and that's quote unquote bad, but it really is like, what does that look for like for you? Is your procrastination something that fuels you to get it done? Plus some is your procrastination something that um, makes you not getting done at all? Okay. If that's the case, what's the underlying issues? Do you have some anxiety towards getting it done? Do you feel like you're not going to do it quote unquote? Well, like, and really being able to take inventory on who you are because you know, there's so many like quote unquote tips and tricks for people to do these things. And although some of it may be helpful, it's like we're all so different. And until mm-hmm. we can really realize who we are and what that means for us, like it, it, that's the only way I, I personally think. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's transition a little into post-grad. So I, by the time this launches, um, my episode about, I do these journal entries where it's kind of not scripted. And I literally just come on here and talk about my life, um, you know, within disclosure as a, you know, therapist in training, but talk about like, why I haven't been for a while. And I've talked to you about this off air about like how life has just been completely stressful and not so much stressful on figuring out myself school wise, but like living arrangements or realizing the type of employee that I am and all those things. So for me, post-grad has been pretty stressful (laughs) and not because I didn't feel equipped for the information that I learned, but more so I wasn't ready for how life can possibly hit you. So I want to first start off by asking, what were your expectations after graduation? versus like the reality of the situation? Yeah. So that's a very interesting question. Um, and I, I always come back to this thought of keeping it simple. That's what I kept in mind. Keep it simple. That way you're keeping the opportunities that you may not expect open. Mm -hmm. Um, so I honestly, very simplistically, I was like, get a job, (laughs) make sure you have something that you can live off of. And from that moment, I kept it simple. And I was like, you have to commit to this. If you are going to keep it simple, mm-hmm. mean it, be about it. Don't get a job offer or get an interview in a place that you didn't want. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's not keeping it open. Right. Except uh, essentially accept the blessings that are coming to you mm-hmm. and embracing that. So for me, the main thing after grad school is like, Hey, make sure you could secure a job. Um, that just so happened to be almost on the other side of the country for me. So it (laughs) was about, and honestly, I knew nothing about the state that I was essentially moving to. And I was like, you know what? I can't put my finger on it, but there's something bringing me to this, this office. And I think a lot of it was this environment, um, of the people I work with. I'm very much a believer in that, you know, your environment is going to impact you. Mm -hmm. So if there's things that are faltered or that are giving you stress, within a work context, especially that's your environment. And that's going to permeate into the room, whether you like it or not. Right. So that's one thing I was looking for. That was my expectation. If I'm going to keep it simple there, a little more 
specificity had to be within the environment of the career I was going into. Right. So it literally could have been anywhere. There was something Mm -hmm. in Texas that could have been a possibility. There was Mm -hmm. something in Oregon that could have been a possibility. Mm -hmm. And yet I chose the state that I came to. Got you. Got you. First of all, shout out to you for taking uh, that. I feel like I'm going to assume to answer there was a leap of faith (laughs) because initially me, I was like, ah, I don't want a job right now. Like, I just want to wait. I want to study for the exam. I want to just like figure it out. Like, I knew I wanted to go towards licensure. I knew I wasn't going to wait for too long. But you know me, I don't want the condition, the uh, conventional, excuse me, therapy experience. I want someone that is that does the integrative approach. Uh, it did not go as smoothly, but thankfully at this point, I'm slowly getting, I'm basically getting there. So with that being said, and you don't have to disclose where, but you've already talked about how you, you did move damn near across the country yeah. <laughs> in a completely different environment. So one, how did the process of even preparing for that went for you mentally and physically and how was your experience actually moving across the country? Yeah. So I think I can answer that in two parts. The first part being there's a, I've always been a big family person. And with that family was always home. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was challenges in itself for moving because I was closer to family in Florida Mm -hmm. and just moving away meant a part of my home was being left. Yeah. But in a way it was, also the opportunity to find areas where home could also be, mm-hmm. um, and really leaning into that. And I felt like when I embraced that concept, I embraced moving in general. Um, and that could have been anywhere. So really just taking that running with it and just getting excited about the possibilities that could be, right. um, really trying to embrace the unknown. I know that the unknown can be a scary thing sometimes, but really leaning into that. I mean, that discomfort that we talked about earlier, right? Like mm-hmm. having the unknown is just, is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So that discomfort, I was just like, you know what? Hey, I've been about leaning into the discomfort. Let me keep doing it. Right. Um, and I did move and from Florida to Utah, it's a quick 32 hour drive. <laughs> quick. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I packed up, I brought my dog and we took off. Mm-hmm. And, um, honestly, my job had a lot to do with being comfortable mm-hmm. with like right out the right out the gate like that initiating start they were saying hey let us know if you need any help with move we will literally drop what we can and we will help you mm-hmm. um we really are a family here we'd like to take care of our mm-hmm. own and so and here's the thing like they followed up on their word mm-hmm. there was not a moment where i didn't find that their word wasn't congruent to their actions right so that did a lot mm-hmm. um so yes, for part, support, support and faith is what yes. I'm getting. <laughs> Flow. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, you see, I like to talk and then I'm a chatty Kathy. And then like, I go down these tangents and I need to reel myself back. No, um, you know, we have that in common <laughs> and that's fine. I feel like we kind of talked about if this is a two part, you know, I'm just going to honor it. I'm like, Oh, let's just get on to it. I mean, we can always bring it back, but we can honor where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the second part to that question was just like how this place is, how was it like moving? I love it. 
um, personally, I, but I also like to embrace like this organization, um, buying my own stuff, actually embracing being an adult or feeling like I was actually starting my adult life. Yeah. I feel like you and I have been in school for a long time. And I think we both have it in common where we were like continuously through, Mm -hmm. but it was just like, okay, I've spent so much of my life and even my early adulthood in school. Right. Let me get out there. Let me see what it's about. Yeah. And I, by that time I really did my best, especially in grad school to get acquainted with who I really was, mm-hmm. find out who that true self was that way. When I moved and I was getting to that phase in life, there wasn't questions or I wasn't taking risky behaviors that I know would probably not be helpful. Like right. I have that choice because we all mm-hmm. have a choice in this exactly. life, mm-hmm. but you know, what was going to be most beneficial to me and what I was doing and what I truly did value and who I wanted to see myself as. So it was honestly, I love it. I love being here, coming home, making my own schedule, having my dog here with me, yeah. um, acting like I'm a parent because my <laughs> dog is, is that their children, dog people out there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, um, the community in itself has been I'm surrounded. I'm really grateful to be surrounded in the immediate sense with really nice individuals, mm-hmm. um, friends, coworkers, people at Target. Cause I'm always at Target. So they know <laughs> me. So, but yeah. Yes. I, you know, I think I say this with everything. I, 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 I'm going to change. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, because I think the, what I can see as a reflection, I think that helped us both out in this program was really deepening our self-practice and self-awareness, right? Because I'm sure you didn't just get here, right? I'm sure your life wasn't peaches and rainbows. And, you know, as we've discussed, neither was mine. (laughs) Um, But it's really about making the choice to become self-aware. And I think it's important in general, but very specifically in the profession that we take as a therapist, making sure that we're not projecting on other people. I think no human should project on anyone else, but you know, separate tangent. Um, (laughs) but it's so important. Like, I don't know. I just think, I think I spent so much time doing self-work than I really did doing book work like there was balance yeah. but a lot of the things I was reading I'm like oh wow how does that how does that compare to my life how does that resonate with me you know talking about family systems talking about childhood trauma like how what what experiences did I have how does this impact who I am right now and when I started t- realizing that okay I don't want to just I want to be a holistic therapist, right? And everybody's different. And that definition for people are different as well. But I want to focus on the mind. I want to focus mm-hmm. on the body. And I want to focus on your energy and your spirit. And although we weren't essentially taught how to do those things, we were always encouraged to look at the person as a whole, as a system, yeah. uh, look at their systems, look at the different intersectionalities of their being and really taking that and reflecting it onto my life. I think that's what made this grad school experience so much worth it because, you know, although we had the 30 page papers or the other papers, a lot of them were, you know, doing a case study on a movie and some things I didn't even know some of these people went through, like, you know, I live under a rock and don't judge me. I don't even think I've ever said this, but you know, it was our substance abuse class. Mm-hmm. And I've, um, my group t- chose, uh, Robin, Robin Williams, right? Yeah. I love him, but I don't know names. You know, I yeah. suck at names. So I was like, who is this person? <laughs> so when I did the information on him, I was like, 
he died? He died like yeah. this? And again, this is 2021. <laughs> <laughs> and this man has, he passed away some years ago. And yeah. The way in which he passed away, I would have never even known if it wasn't Mm -hmm. for the class, if we weren't able to really like analyze his life from 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 what he was able to show to the public, of course. Mm -hmm. But even just things like that, that didn't even feel like a boring assignment, but it was just like, wow, this beautiful human being who seemed like he had it all, who had a wonderful career, putting smiles on other people's face and internally was suffering. So just things like that, I just think was a blessing for me in this program to really just take the time to like look in like what what is it that you're dealing with and not with any judgment so that you can make sure that you're not going out here hurting these other people like you are. Mm-hmm. These people are being in vulnerable spaces, allowing you to tap into their mind and in my and, and I wouldn't even just say in my space. I think I'm intentionally tapping into their energy, too, but we're always tapping into each other's energy. So like mm-hmm. that is sacred. That is vulnerability. And especially I don't know. I really appreciate it. We were even talking <laughs> like we can fangirl over FSU's program. <laughs> yeah, literally. As you were talking, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm such a fan. Like we had so many opportunities. Yes. Not only to invest into the career and know about mm-hmm. a lot of different things, but invest in ourselves through that process. So truly. And I mean, I, I would love to believe everybody took that on. And I definitely think a lot of us had some type of self-awareness because even the individuals in our cohort, I feel like we all, we all knew ourselves in that moment and we're open to continuing yeah. to mm-hmm. learn ourselves. We were always yeah. continuing to like be willing to help each other out, even though we weren't like hanging out as an entire group every weekend and things of that sort. But if we had questions with assignments, things like that, if we had any thoughts, feedbacks, like we were all so open. And I think that definitely takes a very self-aware person to not be like, no, these are my thoughts. I don't want you to know, or Mm -hmm. this is my grade. I don't have time for you because some, some people can be like that, but absolutely. That wasn't our experience. That was our experience. Yes. Another thing that I want to also highlight that I think gave me a new perspective from our program is the the word grace. You know, now I think I use the word grace at least once in every conversation I have with people, even with conversations with myself. (laughs) (laughs) Like you've heard grace growing up, but it's like, yeah, grace, whether it be, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, like, yeah, give grace or oh, be nice to this person. But really learning and embodying true grace has been a game changer for me mm-hmm. and as an individual and for me not to be popping off on people <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> like I am so far away from popping off like you know we both grew up in South Florida and I'm not gonna lie like I used to definitely be that person that was ready to be upset ready yep. to have an argument ready to stand up for what I know is right. Like I was never Mm -hmm. one to just start stuff just for the hell of it, but feeling like, no, like this is how I feel. (laughs) Yep. But when you have that level of grace, you understand that one other people are dealing with so much other stuff outside of you. You are not the only, you're not the most important person in this circumstance. You're the most important person to yourself as an individual, but in this situation, it's so not about you. And it's sometimes not even, um, the situation people are probably projecting from 
situations they had at home, you know, situations yeah. 10 years ago and learning grace really, I, it really changed my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really changed my life. You literally could not have said that better. I was listening to you and it's like reading a poem. Like, <laughs> oh, yes. Keep going. <laughs> Inspire me. <laughs> well, I'm glad we could do that for each other because that's what you definitely yeah. do to me. <laughs> Good. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, so I only really have a couple more questions at this point. Yeah. So you talked. Okay. So I don't think you uh, stated, y'all, Catherine got a job before we graduated. Okay. <laughs> Catherine <laughs> had the job before we graduated, was ready to move at that point and I can only speak for myself it didn't come as a shock because I'm like it's Catherine I didn't expect anything (laughs) less (laughs) you know but in a good way like I expect her to be proactive so for those that are in grad school or considering grad school or in the latter half of that their grad school wherever they are in life I know you spoke about you know just being open to change, being open to just flow. The one thing that you knew you needed to have was a job. But how did that process go dealing with, we had a composition that was at least over a hundred pages, <laughs> dealing with all the other things we had to deal with, dealing with per- personal situations. You took your licensure exam. Like, how did you prepare for that? Yeah. So I guess I'll start at the beginning because it really did start at the beginning of spring semester for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I'm very much addicted to looking ahead and uh-huh. making, if I have a set schedule, why not glance at it? Right. Um, and that really saved me in terms of like preparing in the way that I could prepare for mm-hmm. different outcomes. So when we were looking at it, it's like, Oh man, this semester is filled with stuff mm-hmm. on top of graduation. There's composition. There's all the other assignments, job opportunities, uh, licensure studies, all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think just by acknowledging that simple fact, I actually applied for jobs on a whim. Like I applied in January, February mm-hmm. timeframe. And I was just like, it's way too early, but I might as well. Right. Um, and there was actually a, a, a quite a bit of openings I'll say. And I was just like, let me just go for it. Like mm-hmm. I have it on my resume. I didn't lie or anything. I was just like, I have not graduated. Expected graduation date is, you mm-hmm. know, April, 2022. And, mm-hmm. um, kept it very honest. And I mm-hmm. also put like expect, expected licensure, um, summer 2022. And that was a bit ambitious. Cause I was just like, I'm taking this exam. And right, I and I'm passing. <laughs> no, you were manifesting. You knew what the hell was going on. I love yeah. that. You yeah. know, you were manifesting. <laughs> like. So honestly, I guess that's a great word to use like manifesting. Mm-hmm. Like it was my hopes that yeah. by doing this and taking these steps for my future, um, it could set me up in a path that I would, you know, thrive in some way, right. shape or form. Um, and to my surprise, then job called me and I was just like, is this real? Yes, we can absolutely do an interview. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and you know, there's still a little voice in the back of my head. And this is something I want to bring up because this is an area that's so raw. Like mm-hmm. when we have opportunities, when there's a lot ex- at stake, whether we're excited or there could be doubt. And I right. want to just emphasize like doubt can be normal, but I also had to check myself so that I wasn't making my doubt, my reality. Right. Right. Um, so went forth, ended up getting the job. Apparently I did good. I made them laugh in the interview, <laughs> showed what I could, yeah. um, but a lot of preparedness, a lot of preparedness. I looked up questions beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like what are good questions to be prepared for at interviews? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And also taking a moment before that interview too. Like, you know what? You got an interview for a reason. Mm -hmm. If they didn't like your resume, they wouldn't have called you. Right. So you have something to bring to the table. Show them what that table is. Show them how great and priceless that table is. Mm -hmm. Embracing that, really sticking true. And yeah, like people should know about your shine. Why not? You have something to give. Do it. Like hyping yourself up. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially hyping yourself up. So, you know, ended up getting the job and I was just like, I actually cried. I had a moment and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is real. So went forth and then my gears switched to licensure needs to happen because Uh like, I want to go ahead and yes, we can take it in any particular there's no one set order. I'll say like we could take it in any way we want, but Mm -hmm. it was, I had it in my head, just like thinking about like job, take your licensure exam while you were still in or freshly graduated just to have the material in mind. And we had the amazing opportunity that a professor took time out of her weekends Mm -hmm. and was like, Hey, whoever wants a study session, I got you. She did that for us. That was her time. She prepared PowerPoints. She had textbooks and that was priceless to me. To me, I was just like, I'm never going to have an opportunity like this to pick someone's brain, ask them the hard questions and get to what I get, what I need essentially. And I Mm -hmm. felt, I mean, that's what she was there for. She's like, take advantage, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I wouldn't be here if I didn't take opportunities like that at face value and just like take advantage of that and think about the benefit. Um, I didn't care if I was tired. I woke up every Saturday and I was like, I'm going right. because this is what I need. This is how I'm going to achieve this goal. Right. So ended up having to take it when I was freshly moved here mm-hmm. and um, really did my research prior to that exam with study materials. Mm-hmm. So I was that person to have a culmination of books and online. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it really beneficial to go to this online site called counselingexam.com. Um, I can't speak enough. I am not a spokesperson for them. I promise. I'm not promoting them. We're not, right, we're in, from this. We're not getting but, paid. We're just letting <laughs> you know it's the bomb. <laughs> but yeah, if that's something I could pass forth to future generations of counselors, like you learn so much going through that in itself. If nothing, mm-hmm. there's so much information that you can gain. So Lo and behold, I really stuck to my guns with that program. And I passed when I took it. Mm -hmm. Really grateful that I didn't have to pay another fee and set up another date, but really grateful for all of that experience. Yes. And, you know, want to publicly say congratulations because you're just (laughs) always on your ish. And I think, honestly, what I'm receiving from it is you knowing what you want and doing what you need to do to get it. Right. Whether that be, you know, like um, shifting, whether that be preparing, being proactive, like you knew what you want. And it's in in life when we know what we want, it's literally only us that can possibly stop us from it. Like, yes, there's barriers or certain things, but what are ways that you can maneuver around it? God forbid you didn't pass the test. You would have done what you need to do to go back and make sure you pass it. Right. And I just yeah. feel like even if that's someone else's situation who is taking whether this this licensure exam or any exam in general, like don't let 
the quote unquote pass or fail make you feel any less than discourage you of course you can take your break you can reevaluate the situation did i study enough um was i intentional when i was studying is there one specific section that i wasn't doing too well on and finding a plan gathering a plan to go back and hit the ground running with it and I just love that with your answers. You were proactive because you're right. We get a syllabus in the beginning. We all knew the conversation was coming. We knew the conversation was coming during interviews. Yeah. <laughs> so we knew the compositions were coming. We knew it was the end of um, the semester. And I feel like if even if for those that were part of our cohort, different people that may have been that may be listening and didn't think like, Oh dang, I didn't do it that way. It's okay. Everybody's journey is, is different and it's your journey. But I just love how you being proactive and it's essentially just planning and figure out what you wanted just is a beautiful like testimony at this point, you know, <laughs> all you got to worry about is getting your hours. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I know we didn't talk about like the logistics. We can get into the whole conversation about how that looks per state. Um, but I know for Florida, we would just add two more classes, but at least you got the perceived hardest part done, you know? Yes, so, exactly. Love that for you. Congratulations a million times. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> of course, of course. So this was amazing. I want to just take some time to ask you if you have any advice for, uh, so I'll go question by question, any advice for individuals in grad school, possibly looking for a job, even though you've, you've dropped gems before and you can definitely, you know, double back and say those same things again, but specifically in this space, any advice that you would give for people that are in grad school and is about to start transitioning? Yeah. So to sum it up in a really simple answer that I hope provides comfort to anyone listening in or that can come across this message at any time is things can get hard and that is okay. Yeah. We are going to feel tired and we are going to feel stressed. We're going to feel anxious at times. And that's okay. That's part of this process. And that doesn't mean that you are less. That doesn't mean that you are a failure. That doesn't mean that you still don't have all the shine and all the opportunity and all the amazing qualities, mm -hmm. um, for life. And that can prepare you that qualify you for this field. I know imposter syndrome is huge, but I will say you are here for a reason. Otherwise you wouldn't be in grad school. Otherwise right. you wouldn't be in the last <laughs> semester. Otherwise you wouldn't be qualifying for graduation that way. It goes on and on and on. And I can say it a million different ways, yeah. but you are qualified and believe in yourself for that. Yes. Yes. I love that. Uh, I think we talked about imposter syndrome a lot. Like that negative self-talk can really take over if you let it, but it's, it's still their lies and, um, a beautiful combat is things that I just love to promote. It's just like affirmations, literally telling yourself, allowing your brain to program like, no, I am more than worthy for this enough for this. Even if it doesn't seem like it's on my perceived timing, if it's something that's for me, that's conducive for my life and it's something that I want, like I will, and I can obtain that. Um, so just even piggybacking off of that, if you are having apprehensions about if you're going to graduate or if you're going to get a job, just speaking life into saying like, I will graduate. I will get a job. Like you said, Kathy, you're like, uh, you even wrote it down. So 
the expected date of me graduating is this. The expected date of me have passing this exam is this. And really, even if you don't even think you believe it, you're writing it down and putting it into this universe. Somebody's mm-hmm. listening. Somebody <laughs> is 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 rooting for you. So yeah, whether that be whether that be if you need to tap into whatever belief system you have, you tap into it. If you don't have a belief system, be your own belief system. Believe mm-hmm. in yourself. Affirm mm-hmm. yourself. So. I love that. Oh, you uh, gave me goosebumps. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be the one, you know, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe it's spirit, but I won't say anything, but I feel comfortable saying it. So it's fine. <laughs> and the, my loves know we, again, we talk all things mind, body, spirit. I definitely believe in, in energy. But, anyways, <laughs> any advice for individuals that are preparing for grad school? Like maybe fresh out of undergrad, contemplating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's okay to take time. I'll, and I say that piece for the contemplating um, folks. I took um, a moment. Mm-hmm. I think I took about a year, a gap year. And I think it was in, unintentional, but I feel like at first I felt I was behind. Mm-hmm. I felt like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? But at the same time, I learned so much and I maximized on the time that I had in that gap year. And what it brought me to was this super amazing program that not only could I embrace these concepts that I really honestly cherish that I admire, but it's a program that I would learn to cherish and admire in myself in so many ways, shape and forms. So, I mean, everything happens for a reason. That's something I believe. Um, so don't be too hard on yourself. If you see that, you know, a year, maybe two years, maybe it's three months, but there's any time between, like, don't be too hard on yourself. And, um, if you are set on a school and going into grad school, like feel the excitement, allow yourself Mm -hmm. to feel excited. Even, you know, anxiety can sometimes get a bad rap in terms Mm -hmm. of, Oh, all of it is bad. When there's actually different types of anxiety, this you stress is this like excitement type of anxiety, Mm -hmm. these nerves, but those nerves can fuel you. Mm -hmm. So use them, be open, um, trust in yourself. Again, if you are in grad school, if you get in, you're there for a reason, reason. the faculty, the, the program in itself, they saw you and said, wow, this is who a counselor can be. This is who this person sitting in front of me can bring something to the field Mm -hmm. that either fits really well or brings something new. Mm -hmm. So trust that explore yourself, be open. Um, I can probably say over and over grace, 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 grace. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, even just piggybacking on the gap year, I, you know, I feel like we resonate with each other. (laughs) I can resonate with when an undergrad, I graduated in the end of summer. Then I think our uh, applications were due like in that December, mm-hmm. but I ended up taking that gap year, worked at a psychiatric hospital, got gained experience, which I'm sure helped me with getting into grad school and really just like affirming myself that, you know, this is what I needed. It may not have been what I wanted. Like I wanted to just go straight forward, but if I went straight forward, who's to say I would have got blessed with the professors that we went to. I wouldn't be right. sitting here talking right. to you, you know, well, maybe <laughs> if we both went forward, but <laughs> we, wouldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't have been, you know, with the cohort members that we have that, what that pay that played an essential role to the program. So really just being okay with, even if things are not on your timing, know that they're right for your situation and when you need, I'm not saying, you know, 
just chill and think that the people from grad school are going to call you because they're not. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, you know, you, you do, you do the works, but allow whatever needs to happen, happen. So yeah. So patience and grace, not passivity. Yes. 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 Patience and grace. <laughs> Don't be passive. That's, that's it right there. <laughs> okay. So my last question for you is, uh, okay, being that you moved across the country, what is something that you wish you would have known before moving? Oh, goodness. Um, maybe to save a little bit more and I might be, uh, maybe a lot of heads would be like, mm-hmm, like it's money. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I... I only took out loans for like the first year of grad mm-hmm. school. Um, and then I stopped. I was like, nope, not mm-hmm. doing any more. I refuse. Mm-hmm. But I also was a little bit closed-minded in doing that because I only thought about repayment and I didn't mm-hmm. think about moving costs after. Right. Um, so in that aspect, I feel like I'm not saying loans is the answer. If it's, right. Like I know loans can be a scary topic, but like mm-hmm. just to be aware of that with inflation, of course, too. (laughs) Um, and gas prices were already on the rise there. So I feel like it was just about, um, saving a bit more. I mean, that's just like the tangible things. I also noticed that I didn't because, okay, I'll say it in this way. And I know I'm stuttering a bit, but it's because Mm -hmm. there's a lot flooding in my head right now, Mm -hmm. but I realized that I didn't allow myself to just like and this is going to sound weird. So stay with me, but to grieve. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, grieve because it was the first time that I was leaving home, which was Florida for me for my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I think I just, I got in, caught up in the excitement of everything and that's totally fine. Like mm-hmm. I was enthusiastic. I was prepared, determined all of that, but I feel like it could have been beneficial for me to grieve a bit and to just sit with the sad emotion that came with it. Cause it actually hit me after and it hit me when I was here and I was sitting and I remember it was just at a random time Mm -hmm. and I was just like, Oh, I had this built up emotion that I didn't realize I had built up. Mm -hmm. So I think that could also speak to perhaps some more reflection that I could have done in that time. As much as we preach about, you know, self-awareness and self-reflection, um, I feel like I could have taken a moment to assess what could other emotions be in me right now, besides excited, besides proud, besides happy. Yeah. Because we are creatures of many emotion Mm -hmm. and often it's not just one emotion playing, you know, playing its hand. It's there's many things happening. So just sitting with that a bit more, I think could have been super beneficial that way I could have gotten here really just like not had a, a moment of grieving. Not that it's bad. And I do want to yeah. emphasize that we are going to have different delayed onset if it's going to happen mm-hmm. that way anyway, but it could have been beneficial for me to like take that moment, assess the other emotions that were at play. Yeah. And you basically took the words right off, uh, right out of my mouth. I was going to say, this is a beautiful full circle moment to the beginning of this conversation is who are you today? And I think that and I just want to affirm you that yes, you were happy, you were proud, you were excited because that's what you were feeling in that moment, and that's okay. After things settle down, it's like okay, and I'm out here by myself now. This is not a horrible thing, but 
let me lean into that and feel it. And those are some things you would not have known until you actually experience it. So even like what you're saying, that's not even a bad thing to be, to not have let yourself grieve previously, but you gave yourself space to do that when it came up. So, you know, again, find that balance between being proactive and also just letting things flow because you can Mm -hmm. be like, okay, let's prepare to be anxious. Let's prepare to be rich. Let's prepare to be like sad. Let's prepare to be frustrated. But it's like, no, I'm not feeling those in this moment. I'm happy. I am excited. So let me ride this wave because, you know, I did the damn thing. I graduated. I got a job. I passed my exam. Like this is beautiful. And now I'm feeling like, dang, I also miss home, but you know, mm-hmm. that's okay too. Let's sit in this yeah. missing of home. So yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I love this very much. So, you know, love having conversations, even if that's through us doing voice memos <laughs> or texting <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> or like responding on each other's social medias. So yeah. I want to know if there's anything you want, uh, any way that we can support you. I know I personally loved your candles i love your art <laughs> you want to um put any of your social medias i can also link it in the in the show notes just your space to see how others can support you yeah i mean by all means i will always welcome a new friend or if someone who has a question please ask me i've always said that um i'm always open to help in areas where i can help mm-hmm. um and just because Jasmine said it, like I do have a candle company, but <laughs> I never will push that on. If you want a candle, I did start that candle company in grad school because I wanted another source of revenue, another source yeah. of income, something that I could depend on. Um, and I also do artwork. You are correct. Yes. So I am absolutely still open to all of that. Not that I am ever going to tell people you must buy my stuff. No, forget that. Let's stop right here. (laughs) Kathy's being modest. I just didn't want to push because I didn't know if you were taking a break. Kathy sells candles. So if you're looking for candles, hit her up. (laughs) She's a beautiful artist. So if you want some nice art, hit her up too. You know, listeners know to take what you need from it, leave what you don't. But what if somebody was like, dang, I'm listening to this. I really wish I had a really good candle. (laughs) <laughs> they got you that is true. <laughs> true. Okay, yeah. so what are your social media handles where can they find you yeah so instagram i'm basically logged into instagram at any point you may <laughs> absolutely dm me at any points i do i am a little bit of um, an addict of tiktok i'm trying to work on it i promise <laughs> but um you may do that but you know if you want to chop it up. Um, I'm more than happy to like see a message on social media and then see what other questions I can answer. I'm totally open to that. If we get close and we are like bonding and everything, then more than welcome to give you my phone number. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty much open to anything, everything totally fine. Okay. So those that are more audio, what is your Instagram and your TikTok handle? That's a great question, Jasmine. Okay, well, (laughs) it's okay. (laughs) This is, I always fear this question because I'm awful at remembering. I think my Instagram, um, Jasmine, can you double check this with the handle? (laughs) Yes, if you don't remember, it's okay. I can just for sure put it in the handle just for people that you know are listening in the moment that are like more audio people that are just like, oh, let me go. But they will definitely be in the show notes. So I'll be be sure to do that. Perfect. Okay. That works. Thank goodness. I felt bad. I was like, Oh no, (laughs) no, it's okay. Do you have any other thoughts or anything? 
My only thought is to tell you, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's always such a joy talking to you and you really bring out the deep conversations in a person. And I think, you know, well, you're in the right field, girl. Like, <laughs> like we, you know, it takes such skill. And honestly, I hope that you always see the brilliance and the grace and just the amount of skill, dedication, love, care that you bring to this world. It's truly like no other. And that's why I think I, on that little card I sent you at the end of the year, yes, like that's still it have said. it actually. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely so, still have it. But I appreciate you. That's the only thing I have left. And I wanted to say a little shout out to everyone listening in. Um, thank you so much for listening and taking time out of your day to just have these shots of serenity with us (laughs) (laughs) yes thank you you know this was definitely an honor and you know we'll see you and hear from you back well okay we'll start over we'll see you soon and hear from you soon (laughs) (laughs) sounds good i'm with it ever anyway yes Alrighty, loves, how was it? Did you enjoy? I definitely enjoyed. Kathy is such a joy to speak to. And for those of you that are more audio for her social media handles, on Instagram, she is at Kathy0804. You can reach her there personally or for her candles. And then her art page is Catherine Garcia Illustrations. So I will go ahead and tag all of those in our show notes as stated, but I really hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. Please be sure to let us know any advice you have for other listeners for post-grad life or starting off grad school or even just starting college in general. We would love to keep the conversation going and help out the family. Alrighty guys, we'll see you guys in our next episode. Namaste. Thank you, my loves, for taking the time out to listen and join the conversation. I really hope you all enjoyed it. Please don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast. If you've done so already and you like the vibes, be sure to write a review wherever you're listening to Shots of Serenity. It truly helps. Also, feel free to email or DM us with any recommendations, questions, comments, or concerns. Our email is Shots of Serenity at gmail.com. Our Instagram is Shots of Serenity underscore. And those are all spelled the exact same way it is spelled on our podcast. I'll see you guys next episode. Thanks again for listening. Peace and blessings to you all and your families. And I hope you all have an amazing week. Bye bye.